It is 11.07. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Uh, before I go back to the phones, and I will, for decades, gastroenterologists have put colonoscopies on a pedestal. If everyone would get the screening just once a decade, clinicians believed it could practically make colorectal cancer extinct. Um, but a new study seems to imply that isn't true. The trial's primary analysis found that colonoscopy only cuts colon cancer risk by roughly a fifth, far below the past estimates of the test's efficacy and didn't provide and this is the key, any significant reduction in colon cancer mortality. Gastroenterologists uh, reacted to the trial's results with a mixture of shock, disappointment, and even some mild disbelief. Um, uh, Samir Gupta said uh, this is a, a landmark study. It is the first randomized trial showing outcomes of exposing people to colonoscopy screaming, screening versus no colonoscopy. And I think we were all expecting colonoscopy to do better. He's a gastroenterologist, University of California in San Diego. Uh, and the VA, uh, who, who didn't work uh, on the trial, he said that uh, it raises an uncomfortable question for doctors. Maybe colonoscopy isn't as good as we always thought it is. Uh, the study doesn't invalidate colonoscopies as a useful screening tool. They're still a good test, but it may be uh, time to reevaluate their standing as the gold standard of colon cancer screens. The study provides clear data, he said, that simply not, uh, it's not as simple as saying colonoscopy is the most sensitive test, therefore it's the best. So apparently they had thousands of people that they watched over a 10-year period. Uh, 80,000 people aged 55 to 64. And um, apparently it doesn't do the job that everybody thought it did. I would still recommend getting them, although there's another test. Have you seen the other test, Brian, where they apparently uh, take a, a sample and look for cancer cells? Um, yes, uh, by mail you're talking about? Yeah. The, yes, the, I have. They said it's not as effective as the colonoscopy, but I'm wondering if it wouldn't be a better alternative in some Yeah, some and level. you know, uh, what the problem with those is that there are some false positives that come back, yeah. and uh, that would scare you if, uh, you know. Yeah, it might scare I, you. But I think I'd rather have a doctor check it out and then call me back yeah. as opposed to, oh, my goodness. Yeah, there's just nothing like laying down knowing that that hose yeah. is going where the, no man should ever go. Uh, it is uh, 10 minutes after 11. We'll go to the phones on immigration. Chuck, welcome. How are you? Yes. Hey, yes, Chuck. Did. Yeah, Chuck. Hey, my question to you about the uh, uh, illegal immigrants is nobody has mentioned they come in for a job. I get that they'll work for less, but do they pay taxes? These well, people come in and get our services, but they're not paying for them. Well, first, and you're right, this is a problem, and it is a problem because of the progressives. I, I, I will tell you, my grandfather did this. He came in through Mexico, from Lebanon, into the United States, went to work, had a family, 
was productive and successful, and his children were even more so. It was much easier without the left interfering. But you could still work out a, a way to do that so that they would pay. Right now, the reason that they have to cheat, or they can cheat, is because it's illegal to hire them. But if you made it legal to hire them, you could take out their taxes. Okay, and I, and to me, I feel if they're coming here to work, I agree with you. But we need to make the contractors who hire them, they need to be responsible to make them pay their taxes just like us. I mean, my gosh, if I could work for 30% less, I probably would if I didn't have to pay the taxes. Right, but all of that is possible on the part of the employer because th nobody can complain. It's illegal for them to be here. Nobody can complain. If it's legal for them to be here, now you're going to get some complaints. Now, So they would then take out taxes. And I think that's the biggest issue people have with them and they're saying they're stealing our jobs because they're not having to fulfill their end that all of us here as citizens are. Yeah, uh, you're right. And that is the result of big government. So make it legal so that you can hire them and they'll have to get the paperwork. I mean, that's not a, you know, if they're coming here to work and they're looking for a brighter future, they'll fill out the paperwork and you can take out their taxes. Don't we have people coming here now on a work visa? Yeah. I mean, that's why don't they go that route? No, they come in illegally. Well, because you said it's getting a work visa. Because, I mean, we have that. Because we, we have, have limits. For them to come get a job. Because we have limits on those work visas. And we're trying to take, and I've heard this over and over again, especially from the right. Oh, we only want, you know, people who are physicists and, you know, masters and PhDs and. And all that. No, we want everybody to feel welcome to come here and work and produce. So, and, and honestly, I don't disagree with you on that part. Yes. But again, have them come in here and and fulfill their end, like all of us are. Otherwise, it's no different than being, excuse me, the welfare thing. because they're coming in, they're working for less money and getting all the benefits. Well, that then, to me is almost as bad as welfare. Well, if you eliminate the fact, you know, if you make it legal for them to come here and work, they'll do the paperwork. Right now, again, because it's it because they're illegal, the employer gets away with it. Okay. I, I agree with you. If they come in, they apply, and we do background checks, then we can let them in. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I, now I'm agreeing because I've, I've got more of the information, but all that, I don't think any of that has been said on this. And that's no. why I, I appreciate you taking the phone call. I appreciate your call, too. Thanks, Chuck. Thank Take you. Take care. Bye-bye. Uh, David, welcome. Glad to have you on uh, the Gary Nolan Show. Hey, how you doing, Gary? Okay. Well, I kind of have a slight disagreement on the, on the illegal immigrants who are coming in and doing their thing. You know, when you load up the United States, that's kind of like loading up your own house with uh, people you don't know. And next thing you know, it's kind of like chain migration. You drag them in. Next thing you know, you're going to have more and more. You can't, you know, you may have one productive person, but they can drag in another dozen that it's not. And then our welfare system, thanks to our welfare system, we're, we're 
pay Robin Peter to pay Paul off this system. Okay, this first, person. you need to know that if somebody comes to this country, they're not entitled to welfare. They don't get the welfare benefits, only if they have an anchor baby. So you bring somebody into this country, they don't get welfare. What do they get? Well, they get free emergency care medically, which shouldn't, uh, they shouldn't, not at taxpayer expense. <clears throat> and they'll probably be able to get into government-run schools, which shouldn't exist again. So for the most part, anybody that comes here, if we do this right, will be here to produce and consume. But nobody wants to fix all of this, David. Nobody well, wants to fix it. Here's a, here's a, also a reverse mode. You know, all these celebrities, you know, cry about wanting, needing to help these people. How come they don't put their money to, say, like Guatemala? Well, I'll take that for instance. You know what? They could buy cities down there in Guatemala and uh, make uh, have factories down there for those people that where they could be in their own country and be able to sustain their families and all that stuff and do that as well in Mexico and stuff like that. You know, they could try things like that, but they would rather us taxpayers, they don't have quite the money as these people out in Hollywood and all that stuff to all these crying liberals. They could they could shell out the money and they could buy, like I say, cities, build factories. They could help these people in other countries more so than they could ever dream about, but they'd rather have us pay the money. Well, the truth is, David, you could take any one of those countries in South America and if they could find a group of men and women with the uh, understanding that our founding fathers had to create a free republic, every one of those countries would be financially viable, they would be successful, and nobody would want to leave their own hometown. Nobody would want to leave their own country. They're leaving because things suck, and things suck because big government is killing them. But we can't we can't load up our just like your house, Gary. You can't have thirty people living in your house, but just because of somebody else's conditions, you know, you, there's got to be a limit uh, this, somewhere. Well, if be, I again, if I like had a house the right. size if I had a house the size of Texas, then they could. Uh, you you've you've put a uh, you've made an analogy with artificial constraint. The country is much bigger than a house. We can absorb these people who want to come here and work. The fact well, is, the government gets in the way, both where they come from and here. And, well, and so, yeah, some of the things you say, it sounds good. And I'm not saying you got great ideas. What I'm saying is, some of these things are can't be and will not be true because reality does not fit that category. Sad to say, it it could if we started voting for the right people. And we don't. And we also yeah. have all these people, David, who think we need to keep people out because they're going to drive down wages. I mean, that is literally the major concern of a huge population in this country. Well, and that's protectionism. Change. Yeah, things will never change because, both, you know, I know you, you're a libertarian. Both Democrats and, and, and Republicans, I don't care. Anytime they're in the White House... Nothing changes. They talk the big game, and they're in the in the White House, and it's back to the same old, same old, kick the can down the road crap, and and it does not help. You know, like yep. I say, we need to change the welfare. We get our jobs, and we're limited, and then we limit the people that come in to our country, and and limit. Now, if you it, fix and, the welfare state, you don't have to limit them. All you have to do is make sure that they're not 
terrorists or criminals are carrying a deadly well, communicable disease. Well, we need it. Definitely, we need to control the borders, which we fail yeah. miserably, both Republican and Democrat. Yeah, and David, I want you to think one more thing. If the people know they can come in through the front door, then who would be trying to come in? You know, by going across the Rio Grande and and coming in, you know, illegally. Who would that be? That would be the bad guys, right? Yep. If the good guys knew they could come in through the front door, now you'd have a lot fewer people to chase down. Well, does Europe do that? I don't care what Europe does. Europe has this. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying is we need to control who comes and back and forth our border, just like you would in your own yard. That's the way it would be done. You'd make sure that they were safe to come into the country. David, I'm up against the clock, buddy. i got to run. Quick break. Thank thank you for the call. We'll be right back. It's the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. Interesting piece of audio from from, uh, CBS on uh, illegal voting. And... uh, I'll see if we can get to this uh, a little later in the program. Like, right now, uh, apparently, uh, people are not willing to let the immigration issue go. Quentin, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Good. Um, I was just going to say, I worked in Vegas uh, in construction for years and built condos, and half of my crew was always uh, illegal alien. And I asked my boss one day, I said, why... Uh, Every year he would ask me to get new Social Security people uh, numbers from these guys. And I said, why every year? He goes, well, I just have to ask them. And I turn in that number, and then the next year it'll, they'll tell me that it's wrong, and I can't do anything else other than get that number once a year. Yeah. Would so, it be, wouldn't it be better if we said, get a real number, you're welcome? Yeah, exactly. So they're using a different number every year, just, you know, they just, and they'll just change the number by one number. They don't care. And that that kind of screws up somebody's taxes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, yeah, and these guys, a lot of them are good workers, but you also had the Hefe, who we did everything we could to make sure everybody made money. But everybody had to pay him, and then he would work so long, and then he would move back and retire, and the next guy would take over. We we need to fix the system, and nobody Absolutely. nobody will do what it takes. And if we don't, if neither side will do what it takes, we will cons- we will see these shenanigans forever. Yep. All right, Quentin. Thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Um, I'm going to play this audio. This is um, this was on CBS. Mark Fincham, uh, Democrat, uh, manufactured votes. Kind of intrigue around your campaign, which is why we wanted to be uh, able to talk to you. Let's start with the basics. Why do you want to be Secretary of State of Arizona? I want to make sure that we have secure, fair, open, and transparent elections. And I'm concerned that we're not there right now. How do you define secure, open, transparent elections? Well, you have, you have an election architecture that we can verify that there's no penetration from external um, sources. So, for example, uh, we know that there was uh, availability of Wi-Fi and Bluetooth at the Maricopa Tabulation Center. 
In fact, there was a, a team that was watching routers and all the Wi-Fi, and in the middle of that, that observance, somebody changed the name of one of the uh, pieces of equipment to uh, FU. Interesting. They knew they were being surveilled, and it's that kind of behavior that tells me that we've got some issues. And Did he change the results of the election? Well, I don't know that. I can't say one way or the other. But for somebody to to do something like that, to have that kind of access to a government system that's supposed to be dedicated to handling elections data, that's very troubling. Mm -hmm. That tells me that it wasn't secure. I notice you're wearing a Donald Trump 45th president lapel. It's a gift. Is that what this is about? No. It's about having free, fair, transparent, secure elections. Just because I wear a gift that somebody gave me doesn't make it about that. It makes it about the people of Arizona, no matter what their political stripe is. I, I believe in having a multi-party system. There are some in this country that would love to have a single-party system. Uh, that was the whole point of H.R. 1, the whole point of... Uh, what they tried to do here in Arizona, the so-called free and fair elections initiative, which was anything but. Um, in order for us to have a free exchange of ideas, we have to be able to debate people. We have to be able to challenge their, their position. And quite frankly, if we have a one-party system, we don't have that. Now, here in Arizona, um, the current legislature is 31 Republicans, 29 Democrats. Um, it makes for some pretty robust, at times even raucous debate. It sure does. Which is a good thing for public policy. You want to twist the wheels off of it, make sure that it's serving the interests of not just one group, but as many people as possible. So I have a question. Are you still concerned about election fraud? Are you still concerned that uh, what happened uh, during the last uh, uh, Trump election is going to happen again. Do you feel confident that there are enough people watching that the system won't fail? I I still remain unconvinced that Trump didn't lose. There was a massive uh, Trump hate campaign that he, frankly, helped to succeed. But I don't rule it out either. It could very well have been stolen. But my question is, are you confident in the system today? Do you feel like there are enough people who are energized, who are involved, who care, who are going to go out of their way to make sure that the right people vote and that the voter fraud issue is under control? 874 9390 or 800-529-5572. Are you still concerned that this could happen on a large scale? I'm relatively, you know, I actually think there are enough people who are upset because of everything that Trump has, has uh, suggested about the election that, in fact... This election is going to be closely watched. I'll find out what you think. And I'll do that next on The Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network.
This is the Gary Nolan Show. It's 11.35. We're playing some audio from uh, Arizona uh, that uh, indicates that uh, there are there's a candidate out there that really wants to make sure the elections are safe. And I'm seeing stories from all over the country where election officials are inviting people in to see how the system works and to test the system. And I'm seeing also uh, that people are volunteering to be witnesses and and to watch uh, the tabulations. And my question is, are you still concerned that there might be massive voter fraud? Again, I'm not arguing that Trump was right or wrong. I don't know. There was fraud. How much? I'm not sure. But a lot of you are convinced there was massive voter fraud and that Donald Trump won. Do you feel more comfortable knowing that everything else uh, that I just told you is going on? All these people getting involved in the system, watching it, checking it. Uh, do you feel confident in this election? 874 Michael says, I'm still concerned there's no way to prove election fraud happened. Uh, there may not be, and it could be the courts constantly finding no standing. But do you feel more confident knowing that all of these new people, all of these uh, people who are concerned about voter fraud, are now going to be involved in watching the count? Do you feel as though you're in a better place? Do you trust the upcoming election? Uh, Jeffrey is first in line. Jeffrey, welcome. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Uh, I'm a little more comfortable, but I've, I've told my wife a long time ago, why don't we fingerprint everybody who wants to vote? I can't imagine there's somebody who's got the same fingerprint as I do or that close that's in my voting location. Fingerprint Definitely everybody? That would take out the illegal, yeah, that would take out all the illegal immigrants that people are thinking are voting. Then why you not? wouldn't... So would you be doing mail-in voting at all? Um, I don't know how you do that. There you go. I, that's something I had not thought about. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. You wouldn't be able to, I'm not a fan of mail-in voting. I'm also not a fan of early voting. Early vote. People who vote early are stupid, really. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. They're foolish. I'll, I'll rephrase that. Because all kinds of things can happen in the last couple of weeks before an election, and you've already voted, and it's like, oh, boy, if I'd only known. Yeah, I would like to change my vote now. Yeah. So uh, fingerprint everybody that wants. I'll I'll run that up the flagpole and see who salutes. Jeffrey, thank you. Thank you. All right, glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. First question, then, is do you feel confident that this election is going to be a safer election are you confident in the results? And the next question is, what do you think about the idea of fingerprinting everybody who votes? Because I, I don't know, I don't like the government having my fingerprints. That's, that's kind of troublesome to me. It strikes me as a solution that might work, but that might ultimately have um, other pathologies develop. You know, if they have my fingerprints, can they lift them? Can they use them for anything else? Um, I don't know. Uh, Ken, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Oh, not too bad, Gary. Um, I would 
tend to go along with the prior caller that uh, fingerprints might be a valuable tool. However, as you point out, I have reservations about future use. The other thing with regard to mail-in voting, I would say get rid of it, go back to the way we were uh, previously, pre-pandemic, that if you weren't going to vote in person at the poll, you had to go to your county seat no later than a week before the election and do it in person at your county seat. There was no mail-in voting. And to, to expand on that just a little bit, I would say that for overseas or deployed military troops, that they have their ballots in by the week prior, so there's no delay in seeing what the military effect might be on the election. Yeah, the military, I would argue, have the right, uh, should have the right to mail in their votes. The rest of us, either we make it or we don't, but we ought to go down and vote on election day. Correct. Which probably ought to be moved to a Saturday. Mm, I could, I, I would not object to that. Yeah, so the people who are at work are, you know, free to come in on Saturday. More people to be free on a Saturday than on a weekday. Yeah. All right. I think we've solved the whole problem, Ken, you and me. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> you too. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. It's nice to know that just a couple of us, we can work this all out. Uh, Michael says, what is this? The government knows who I am, where I am, and everything I've ever done. Is it wrong to ask the same thing of entering immigrants? No. I'm I'm not opposed to that, Michael. I'm fine with that. Find out all that information before you let them in? Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with that. Some of my libertarian friends don't like that, but I think that's a fair compromise. You don't want to let people into the country who are you know, the bad guys, if you will. Um, with regard it, with regard to the government knows who you are, where you are, and everything about you, that I oppose. That bothers me. We shouldn't know all that about you. But the progressives have written so many laws, they've come up with so many government programs that the government gets that information. So you're not really free. You're really not free. Uh, let's, oh, is this uh, the Roy? I think it is. Roy, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? I'm fine. That depends on which Roy you thought it was. Uh, I thought it was the good Roy. I'll, I'll, I'll pass on that. That's, that's close enough. I worked the polls one time because they were short of anybody who was not Democrat. Uh-huh. And as a result, I have no faith of the, re- the election returns in Boone County. Really? The, pa- the passion on the left runs deep. So why... Yes? Why do you not have faith in the election results in Boone County? Because the people that were working the polling place where I was working, that had been there every election for five or ten years, were all Democrats. Yeah, but and that, Yes? Well, that, that doesn't prove they, they were doing anything wrong. Um, the person that was the, uh, in office at that point was Taylor Burks. And it was plain that they outright hated him for I can see no reason. Yeah, he but couldn't the, get the secretary to make copies 
That's just something that's easy to relay, to, to repeat. No, they convinced me that the people that have their jobs at the county running elections are so solidly Democratic that they would look the other way if they can come up with a way to cheat, they'll do it. But you have no proof of that. I have no proof of that. I was not easy to convince. Apparently you were. You were convinced without proof. Oh, wow. Okay, I wish you had sat next to me. That's about all I well, can do. Well, tell me what you saw. Okay, one thing that I saw, one explicit um, instruction that we were given by Taylor was that MAGA hats are fine. Trump is not running. Okay? The senior election poll official at the polls, there is an elderly gentleman and his wife that came in with smiles on their faces to vote and a MAGA hat. And she tore him to pieces verbally. It's still not cheating. It may be That's wrong to say you can't wear the hat. But it's still not cheating. You're right. It's not cheating. Um, that was enough to convey. That was a, something you needed to experience. There's a level of passion um, with the people who make their living over the years. A passionate, yeah. All right. Roy, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, you can also get me at GaryNolan.com. Send me a message and it will pop up. Uh, David, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? No, fair to Midland, I guess. Yeah, I, uh, I don't have a whole lot of confidence, to be honest with you. I just, uh, but uh, I, something I kind of thought about, you know, they talked about during the last big election, you know, that people weren't allowed to watch as they counted. Blah, blah, blah. You know, they got these rooms in Las Vegas where they count money and that thing will zoom in on there. Why can't we have the same thing in our ballot counting rooms? The, the, the cameras are everywhere. You don't have to be standing over somebody's shoulder. You can be sitting at a monitor in another room. Uh, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I, I mean, I if it works for Vegas with money, I mean, good grief. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. That's, that's, that's a better way even than fingerprints. All right, David, thank you. Have a good one. All right. You too. Alan, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Hey, Gary. I'm doing great. Interesting program today. Thank you, sir. Um, just wanted to comment on the on the voting. Uh, the, I know there's no constitutional right to vote. I don't have a problem with everyone being able to vote, though. I think that's appropriate. However, I don't think everyone should necessarily vote. We have a very ignorant citizenry. And as soon as they announced that they were going to do mail-out ballots last time, I knew we had lost the election at that point because you've got too many people out there who are not educated and don't keep up on the topics. And that's what I'm talking about, the topics for you know the election. And those ballots come into their house. Now, they don't have the gumption or interest or the civic pride to go out and vote if they have to go to the polling place. But those ballots come to their house, whether they know anything about economics, politics, or anything else, they're going to go off of the latest sound bites they heard from the mainstream media, which we know is left-leaning. And, you know, the Republicans are going to push grandma off the cliff. Uh, they're going to burn black churches, et cetera, et cetera. And now all those people that wouldn't have gone to the polls are voting, and they are the ones who really don't have the information to be voting. And that's where I have my biggest problem with it. Yeah, if you had the energy to uh, go down to the polling station, you'd, you'd do your homework first. All right. Alan, thank you yep. for the call, buddy. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Listen, Glenn Beck is waiting, Sean Hannity and more, so uh, we're going to have to make room for them. So we'll come back and wrap it up. The Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It is 11.52. Glad to have you with us on the Gary Nolan Show. 
Brian, would you ask Randy Tobler this afternoon what he thinks of uh, the Surgeon General in Florida and yes, his recommendation? He has that same story that uh, you have, so he'll be for, commenting on it. For those of you who just uh, turned the radio on, uh, we talked about this earlier. Florida's Surgeon General recommends against the mRNA uh, COVID-19 China flu vaccine for males between 18 and 39. Apparently, the risk of heart problems developing in these young people uh, is phenomenally high. A messenger RNA is the technology utilized by both Pfizer and Moderna in their vaccines. And the Surgeon General Ladapo, uh, Ladapo uh, it announced new guidelines uh, specifically recommending against it uh, for men 18 to 39. Uh, statewide analysis of vaccinated Florida residents uh, in that age group found 84% increase in the relative incidence of cardiac-related deaths among males 18 to 39 within 20, uh, 28 days of their vaccination. Non-mRNA vaccines were not found to have these increased risks. Uh, just curious to see what the good doctor will say about that. I wouldn't give it to anybody under 49 unless they had some uh, severe comorbidity. Uh, in fact, I wouldn't give it to anybody under 65. And even then, if you're a little bit older and still in relatively good health, getting enough exercise, that sort of thing, uh, then I would uh, probably not recommend it. I'm not a doctor, so I can't you know, authoritatively recommend you get or not get any vaccine. But... Um, this just, you know, for young young people. And, and kids, really? No, not kids. Don't give it to kids. They get over it uh, if they even have symptoms. Let me go to the phones on voting. Robin is on the line. Robin, welcome. How are you? Thank you. Great. How are you doing? I am doing well, thank you. Good, good. Uh, I just wanted to comment on the voting. Um, I have been a poll worker, and I have done canvassing. Um, and I am of the belief that a lot of the cheating is going on within the machines and the voter rolls. And, um, I'm sure a lot of the mail-in voting was, you know, not appropriate either, but, um, until somebody cleans up the voter rolls and gets rid of the machines, I think we're going to have a problem. You know, Robin, I've been arguing for the longest time that we need to just wipe out all of the voter registration and every, every you know, five, ten years, do it again. Uh, that way yeah. there are no dead bodies uh, that come back to vote. Uh, and that would clear up a lot of the mistrust. Uh, yes, I think that's a great idea. And the machines, I'm, I'm torn on the machines. If I thought the machines or if I knew the machines were absolutely not hackable, that you would take the data from that machine and you'd put it on a uh, a, a card reader or something like that uh, and and tabulate, then I'd, I'd feel a little bit better about it. But yeah, I don't. I don't trust... know if that's. Go ahead. I just don't know if that's possible with you know the way the internet works and I mean I just think machines are. I think we should go back to hand counting and I think you'd see people being a little more involved if they knew that was the case. Because they would feel more a part of the process, you know. Like, I can't go find out who I voted for, even though it's my vote. But if you were actually counting people's votes, I know you wouldn't get to know your vote. But 
it would just feel like you're actually a part of it. You know, the machine just takes out the human aspect of counting the votes. So you don't you don't trust the machine. The machine could be hacked. It might say uh, you voted for the other party when you voted for your party and that sort of yes. thing. I mean, yeah, because I did canvassing, and so I was witness to votes that were cast at houses that were the people didn't live there. But they had a vote cast for them. It didn't tell me who they voted for, but it told me they voted. And when I asked if that person resided there during the election or at any time in the recent history, those people didn't even know them. Wow. So, yeah, I, I do think that it happens within the machine. You know, I think they've been stacking votes for years and years and years, and they use them when they need them. So... Uh, well, Robin, thank you yeah. for shooting down any faith in the system that I ever had. I'm so sorry. You know, we, we can make it. We we got to fight to make it better, I guess. So yep. there's hope. You know, uh, we just got to get people involved and understand what's happening in the process, and you know, elect the right people. I mean, I, we just got to vote. We got to get people out to do it. I agree, Robin. Thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, I, I, I do think you've got to wipe everybody out and then start from scratch every 10 years or so. That would eliminate a lot of dead people voting. Uh, and it would also clear up the whole, you know, they move to a different district, different county, whatever it is. Uh, those kinds of things, uh, I think, help to make the, uh, the vote more secure. The machines, I don't know, that's a topic for another day, uh, whether or not you actually trust the machines. Part, I, I think I would be more likely to trust them if there was absolutely no way to, to, to hook them up to Wi-Fi or the Internet at, at, at any level. It, it just isn't necessary. Uh, and I think there's got to be a way to rig those machines so that when your vote is processed, it shows you what your vote was. And, and and that it can't be tampered with. Every once in a while, I'll see a story where some machine is faltering and you press Democrat and it votes Republican or vice versa. It happens both ways. Um, I, I would like to see a way to validate that so that it it, it doesn't uh, doesn't screw up the vote. And mechanically, I think it's entirely possible. Listen, Glenn Beck is waiting. He's right behind us. He's coming up next. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.